This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lopercaro, and this month's guest is Self-Esteem. Rebecca Lucy Taylor, better known as Self-Esteem, is an outspoken newcomer to the pop world. She shamelessly tackles mental health struggles, bad relationships, bisexuality, and more in her music. Her 2019 debut album, Compliments, Please, is a reminder that pop music can be complex, contradictory, and raw, even during its most danceable moments. I've kind of broken everything down, and the first thing that I really want to touch on is the fact that, one, this is a newer project for you. You know, you obviously came from Slow Club before, which was like a more folk-based project, and you've basically kind of got to separate yourself from that and do your own thing, but you've also referenced, you know, that period of deciding to leave the band a lot in the album. So with that in mind, what were some of the big, like, turning points that help you to be like, you know what, that's it. I need to do my thing. I need to take care of me now. Great question. Quite a lot. Like, it, it had been feeding in for a lot of years, really. And it, and they, all the, all the issues that I talk about in the album... Um, in terms of like romantic relationships, they they're kind of partnered by what I was feeling in my professional relationship, which was still this sort of like, I'm really sorry that I'm like this, and um, it must be difficult for you to handle, and that like, and as as I started to learn that that's not fair and that's not real in my romantic relationships, I realised in my professional relationships like the same thing applied so the like I loved the band I love everything we did um I'm really proud of it but the third album we sort of were quite it felt like we were a bit more popular and like we were on a lot we were on tv a bit and budgets for videos and things like that were going up and I really thrived in that um dynamic and um the rest of the band didn't want to do that at all they really hated it and that was a sort of big turning point and then I just started to express myself a little bit through another um through an Instagram account called self-esteem and I did painting and poetry on that and the rush I got off that and the sort of the it just felt like knots were just untangling in my back by being represented without anyone being pissed off about it Mm. so just yeah it just logic took over and I thought I've got to go and do this now for a bit and I you know it it's all pretty unresolved and, and upsetting, but I would I would do another record with with Slow Club. I would tour again, but I but I you know doing this helped everybody. I think we were all just being too polite, and no one was happy, you know. Yeah, and it's not fair. I mean, it's obviously not fair for you to put yourself through that, or for them to to kind of stay in the same situation. Um, there's something in what you just said now, and something that I. And also something that was in, I think, a BBC article I read about you talking about, you know, like staying in travel lodges and kind of being all stuck and crammed together. And, you know, now you're telling me about how, like, as that kind of popularity and that budget went up, a lot of the other band 
were um, not really into that. Do you think that in the art world, especially in music, there's almost like a stigma with like, if you are not okay to like bleed and kind of be stuck in these crappy places, then you shouldn't be a musician? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that kept me in one place for a long time was this idea that I was being like a diva or a princess or blah, blah, blah. All, the, all these sort of, se- I mean, they're sexually um, discriminatory terms that I now realize, but at the time it, it really hit hard with me to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm being, I'm being the nightmare. You guys are all being really chill. But actually with a tiny bit of perspective, I think it, it like, I feel fully, um, reasonable <laughs> my demands were very reasonable it was just like I don't really want to share a room with three guys anymore I don't really want to wake up at 7 a.m and be on stage at midnight and have to do it again the next day like because I'm at, like if if I was totally a-okay um life wasn't difficult maybe you could do that but I was finding like everything so like close to the bone every day in terms of my mental health like but there's no there's no infrastructure for you as an indie musician. Like there's nobody looking out for you, really. No. Nobody nobody really wants to look after your welfare, and that's fine because they kind of can't. And and I guess yeah, why do it? Why why not just get get a normal job or whatever? But yeah, it just, it just went on went on for so long with everybody else being fine and me being so so not fine and me beating myself up every day that I was the problem whereas like letting go of that as an idea and also creating music that I wanted to make and no one was saying no to and that that in turn was kind of quite good music and people liked it like it just all started to it was inevitable and uh yeah I I tried my best to do the right thing by everybody and I still am doing but I mean just in life in general you get to a point where I have to stop being so sorry all the time about who you are and you just got to do you got to do what what you want to and I mean I'm a deep Libra I'm a deep 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 uh people pleasing Libra who's like I'm so sorry that I might have done anything ever to upset you but secondary to like who I am and what I want and it just I mean I'm I'm older now there's not a lot left (laughs) I'm like I've got to start doing what I want to do or and and Musically, I think it was the right thing to do, you know. Not not being compromised musically is, is a beautiful thing. And, and you know, my band made, made a record without me being there, and it was incredible. So indie music, especially in the UK, especially in the labels that... Especially what a label in the UK can offer you, like, it isn't fun. It isn't nice. So the sacrifice you're making is being able to make your art and you're uncomfortable and you sh- you're stuffed into shitty rooms and you're knackered and you're not making any money, but at least you get to play your art every night. But I wasn't getting to play what I wanted to. So the sacrifice wasn't worth it. I mean, I was a freelancer when I finished university in London and I, I kind of went through my own version of that mixed in with mental health. Like you really feel like you just need to say please and thank you to whatever comes your way. And at a certain point, I realized, wait, this isn't what I want. This is not how I want to follow this path. And it's not healthy for me personally to go this way. And it's hard to find that realization when everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, this is the right way to do this. But when you get to step away, when you get access, like, thank goodness, to like therapy, and 
you get to reflect, you can realize, like, I don't need to go by the way my industry tells me I need to do things to be successful in a way that feels right to me. Yeah, and it just all... I still feel like, like self-esteem. I'm not making money. I'm not. In, I'm not comfortable. There's no like. There's no great fortunes have changed. But every night I get to go on that stage, put a show on that I that I believe in, sing lyrics I I really mean, and and it really is worth all the pain and the aggro. Whereas I love slow club loads, and I and I believe in the music loads, but having to put it through someone else's filter so so much artistically it isn't healthy like it 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 was like I was a session musician in my own band and 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 that's not like I mean it's sad but it's not something I wouldn't say and they didn't know you know so you just the logic has to take over and I had to go and do some what what felt right for me it's just very simple And I mean, that's fair. And honestly, like I was watching a a video of you from Glastonbury last year and I could see how happy you were and I could see how happy like your bandmates were. You guys looked like you were doing what you really wanted to do. We do have a good time. This is the thing though, like being, I've been in a band since I was 16, 17. I've been on so many lineups, so many, so many gigs where people are doing exactly the same thing all night. Like you can have four bands on a bill and they all do the same thing. So self-esteem, even though like, People might fucking hate what I'm doing, but at least it's something else. It's very vaguely different. I mean, it's quite rare that you see someone wearing a boots card dress on a stage. <laughs> that that people really really caught onto that. I just thought it was a funny idea for a dress, but yeah. But this is the thing, right? Like I've been an in I've been a full time musician since I left school, and the amount of ideas that go through my head that I couldn't couldn't do because. It wasn't fair on the rest of the band. You know, it wouldn't be fair if I walked onto a stage in a slow club gig in a Boots Advantage card dress. Because it wasn't, you know, it was, that, that didn't represent everyone. <laughs> I couldn't make everyone be in a Boots Advantage card suit. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of shit's been in my head for years, not been able to do it. So, you know, all the, all the stupid shit I do is, is just because I, I always had to respect everybody else for so long. I'm just really pleased with myself now and whether people like it or not, I sort of don't care. And I think that, I mean, you've definitely found a space that lets you do that because I think in the pop world nowadays, especially in the kind of left field pop world, there's so much more of a bandwidth of what you can do and so much more you can express. Whereas like, and I'm a huge indie folk band. I have two Fleet Foxes tattoos, but I also feel like, you know, it's very, like, head down, be serious, you know, be really moody. So it's a little more limiting. So, again, I think you found a space where you can just do all of these things that you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I don't hold it against anybody, and I understand how everybody felt and why they felt it. But I also just had to give myself a bit of compassion and go, it isn't my fault. I wasn't on that wavelength anymore, and it isn't doesn't make me a bad person because I want to express myself in a different way. Um, but it doesn't make them, you know, we made amazing things. We made beautiful music. Like, that will always remain. But I just feel like if every single night you're going on a stage, you're not making much money at all. Like, there's not a lot at stake. But you are still going to play the show. And there's lights and there's a stage and there's people listening and there's a PA. Like, for me, it became very frustrating not, not using that to its full potential and doing all sorts of crazy shit 
and tr- experimenting, doing the same thing every night, the bare minimum that that stage could handle just wasn't like getting me off anymore. How does it feel to get to dance now during your sets? It's so good. I think about it like all the time. Every song I write now, I think about how it will be live. Like it's really, I mean, it's just in my DNA to to put a show on. <laughs> yeah. I had to really, really bat it out of me when I was in an indie folk band that I was positively like death to, to, to that. You know, I couldn't do that. Um, so being able to, my true self is pretty much like razzle dazzle, <laughs> curtain up kind of vibe. And um, yeah, I love it. I really love it. It's so, it's so much fun. And I love my band. I love, I love how it makes people feel. And that's just, it, this is just the beginning. Like I want it to really, you know, be a big, big show <laughs> you have to go after like christine and the queens now take her crown oh man i love her though i love her that even she's a really good example of like that's not lame it's not you know what i mean like it's not she is brilliant and critically acclaimed but she's doing the same thing that i always wanted to do it's just like give people a show oh yeah i think sometimes People just need to go for it. Like, my favorite song of last year is Patience by Tame Impala. It sounds like ABBA. And as someone who is also, like, a big musical theater fan, which in the indie world is, like, a no-no, seeing, you know, like, those two worlds collide through one of the biggest artists in the world right now, for me, it just proves, like, nothing is really cool or not cool. It's when people like that show up and be like, I'm going to do it anyway, that it becomes cool. God, yeah, like that band, they, like, well, that guy is just, there's such a deep amount of confidence and self-acceptance in that person that means that they can make music like that. Like, that's the coolest thing there is. Like, Bowie was like that. This is what I don't get. Like, years and years of boys making me feel like what I wanted to do wasn't cool. But I'm like, but you love Bowie, who was consistently doing the most, like, semi-uncool stuff in the <laughs> But just with the biggest bollocks in the world, like, and and definitely now, like the play, the the playing field's just like I mean, it's everything's equal. There's so much music. Everyone's done everything now. So what we gonna what we gonna do next? Like, mm. what's worth making anymore? And for me, it's like I'm bored. So let's make something that isn't boring. Do you think that you've like kind of found the confidence now to just be like, you know, what? I'm gonna do this anyway, and I am gonna be the trailblazer, and maybe even, you know. Yeah, I'm in a bit of a funny place at the minute because I made the first record and it felt like it did and it looks like it does and it sounds like it does. And then I'm making the next one now. Like, and I've sort of written it. I've written what I think it should be. And then there's this big argument for, like, I need I need a hit. I need a big pop hit. And and it's, it's weird, like, uh, tasting my own medicine thing is happening where in slow club I definitely wanted to make pop music I was like let's let's make a song that gets on the radio like come on guys <laughs> and really like p- try to push that on people that didn't want to do that um then I sort of did that under my own steam which was the first self-esteem record but now there's other people saying to me come on we need a hit and I actually feel really happy with what I'm making so now I'm the indie stick in the board <laughs> and everybody else wants more. So it's, it's really like humbling and interesting. And, but still, it, it, it feels healthier and better for me for it to be in my hands. And, and yeah, I mean, we'll see. 
coronavirus has really put a few more months on the process. So I'm trying yeah. to accept those months and go, oh, well, let's see what this brings forth in me. <laughs> Maybe we'll all go crazy enough while we're shut in to create some really different stuff because we'll just be like, I don't know what works anymore. I'm just going to I'm going to do this, you know. I do, I do feel like I feel like there's a very clear idea what self-esteem is. I've now like there's loads of songs I'm writing that would have been slow club songs that are more chill and they need a place in the world. Like it, I'm just I'm sort of prolific in a way I've never been before because it, I'm, there's less um, rules what I'm writing for. I used to have to write to please one other person to be able to get it to be a song that we might perform. Whereas now I don't have to please anybody particularly. That means I'm writing a lot more, which is like really beautiful and brilliant and, and feels good. So I don't know. <laughs> There'll be a lot of records. <laughs> There's a lot coming. There's a lot happening. There you go. The next five self-esteem records coming out in 2021. <laughs> They're already like that. Um, it's that sort of thing where I'm like, well, this is the electronic version of what self-esteem is. This is the just me and a guitar version. We, we will have to weigh up whether that's um, uh, whether anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> but, but I'm just going to keep working. <laughs> that's all I know how to do. So This is kind of switching gears, but as, as you've proven many times over in your lyrics, even right now, you, you're a very outspoken person. Um, you, you very much say which, what's on your mind, which I very much appreciate. And going back to that BBC article I found, I kind of had a laugh to myself because in like the stuff that you're saying in the article, you say verbatim stuff that's in the album. For example, I have pulled quotes. So the first one is, but something happened a few years ago. I was just too tired of trying to please everyone and roll out like the main refrain is what, what if I have achieved what I, what Dang it, I'm stripping over my words. What I might have achieved if I wasn't trying to please. And then you have a song called Monster, and then there's the quote. So it's like I've unbuttoned the top of my trousers and gone, ah, after a big curry, I'm doing exactly what I want. I've created a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I haven't got much to say. It's all much of the (laughs) much. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. But I kind of love it because like, you know, especially and again, it is never like a negative connotation towards the indie folk world. I am like a stupid, crazy indie fan, but like they are genres where you tend to kind of like shroud yourself in mystery. And now like in the pop world, it's like, I'm going to say what I want. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look through slow club lyrics, like I was always being pretty on the nose and, and honest, but through a filter I think definitely and I self-esteem's been like yeah just a really um cathartic I suppose but also it feels like the music I love says simple humane sort of feelings explained like it even if it's really simple and by the um feelings by numbers i appreciate it and that's what i get off on and sonically i do as well so like when something feels dramatic i'm like yeah give it to me or when something feels dark i love it or if something feels uh if a beat is really makes you move like i'm really simple basically i'm like (laughs) i just i just like it like strong and direct and um 
like taste as well like I want to taste <laughs> sorry this is how I feel about like food I'm like I want it to really be spicy or salty or sweet like I, I just want the quickest way to the feeling that's all musicians are they're just trying to em- emulate what they think is good like even the most smart smart person making music ever is just they're they're ripping something off from somewhere I don't I personally don't get off on too much mystery and too much subtlety in life so that's just not I just don't do that in my music it's kind of selfish but no it's not a bad thing I think that we could definitely cut down on some mystery and you know like I I am a female human being that's you know been in the dating world mystery can go down a little bit we can reduce that (laughs) you know can you imagine me can you imagine dating me i'm like okay i feel like this what do you feel see if we start unpacking that too much on both your end and my end i feel like we're gonna be at it for another hour so we're gonna (laughs) oh god um so we're kind of still staying in the same topic but going a little more on par with the album rather than ranting about our personal lives um so as you mentioned before, like Compliments Please is an album that just deals with claiming space both in your professional life and in your love life. My favorite line from the whole album is on Girl Crush, and it is, I'm not a holiday, um, which, I mean, I can't speak from experience, but I can only imagine for like, like bisexual women having to deal with that must be so annoying, feeling like you're just like a little check mark on a paper like okay yeah i did that and now i'm going to go and be with a bunch of dudes yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> no yeah that song was going around my head for a long time i thought i want to i've always had a problem with pop songs um like i'm a massive Katy Perry fan but i hate i kiss a girl like with all my heart and being like a queer woman that had to work that out slowly um that being a dynamic was more destructive than positive in terms of my growth so uh, as soon as soon as I could um say something about it I wanted to which was attraction is attraction and um sex is sex and me and a lot of my my other friends that are queer have been through this delicate line between like am I having fun or am I just being used and is it fun if you know you're being used? And um, I think a general like loosening on terminology is what I was trying to get out with Girl Crush, which is like, it's a few years ago now, people don't do it so much, that, but I'd, I would get a lot of people like posting a picture of me going like, my woman crush Wednesday is uh, Rebecca Taylor from Slow Club. And I'd be like, well, this is just on a Wednesday. <laughs> is that the only peak and trough then like you don't actually and I I'm like super duper bisexual like it's 50 50 and um that's maybe rare or whatever but like I can't I can't speak like in 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 finite like uh, oh I if I was gay I would you know but people that use that language it just bothers me and it feels really sad and like I feel sad to close yourself off from all sorts like that and yeah, so I, uh, that plus, like, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It, or there was this other song, like, um, Rita Ora and Charlie XCX, and, and they all did a song called Girls, about kissing girls and liking it, and it was just like, well, I had just, it just seems so backwards to 
because because ultimately you're singing songs to a sort of straight girl audience that are going to go oh it's okay to sometimes feel like that rather than think oh I feel like that and that might be like a little bit of a um a part of my sexuality that I might explore advertising the idea that that's a a, a sort of a feeling and it and it's um case is open and, and shut pretty quickly in terms of like oh it's just a girl crush it's just if I was this would be how I feel I think it's a really sad way to look at the world and if I looked at the world like that I'd have cut myself off from a massive part of my personality I really like you saying that because I think that and this is probably something that comes with like cancel culture and everything nowadays like you know, the queer community has absolutely every right to be frustrated with the way they're treated, and they should a thousand percent vocalize that, but I think that rather than, like, inviting people in that are questioning their sexuality, being like, okay, you can't even ask yourself this question, like, leave me alone, can be really toxic, whereas what you're doing feels more like, you know, it is okay to question your sexuality, don't use me, but, like, just open the door to questions rather than it being like, okay, here's this one thing I'm going to try one time and I'm just going to run. Yeah. I mean, I'm also like, I'm 33. Like I am not like, I came to grips with like who I am ages ago. And in a world that was still very like, if I had come out at high school, it would have been like a massive deal for me Mm -hmm. and, and everybody. Like I was lucky enough to be in a band my whole professional life I've been around like all sorts of different types of people I've lived like a life that I've been really lucky to live and traveled loads but it's still like coming out to to myself even was like okay this, this is huge but also pretty quickly it just didn't feel huge and I feel vaguely passionate about that still in terms of um I think there's a lot of people struggling to, with with it and and Maybe I'm being naive, but I just don't. I just don't think it's a big deal. Like fancying anybody and liking anybody enough to be with them is 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 a bigger deal than who what sex they are. <laughs> the last thing that I want to touch on in terms of like, I guess the themes in the I guess the romantic side of the album is that you don't just you know call people out for either you know feeling used in a situation or calling out like an ex for toxic behavior you call yourself out a lot in this album too i think um the song she reigns is like the best example of that it's very much like you know like i've made mistakes and i'm gonna own up to that too i'm not just going to point fingers elsewhere yeah (laughs) nothing feels better than when i've been really wronged and i can just write about it but when i've been at at fault as well um I think it's important to write as as extensively about that as I do all the other things it's weird because I'm in the space of the next record which is still really reflective about that particular relationship and the faults in me how much of like the the things that are wrong with not wrong with me but the, the things I found difficult how much of that made my depression worse and and made my outlook on life like it was and I have to blame myself as much as I blame everyone else and I I kind of enjoy it's really extra cathartic to sing about what shit I am (laughs) because I I mean none of us are right like there's no right and wrong it feels like there is but I don't think there is I think we're all finding it out as we go so it feels as important to me to say you've been a dick (laughs) 
um, about, you know, it's usually some dude, um, as it is to say, I, you know, I've been a dick as well. Now and again, there's songs that are purely like heartache, real heartache songs that are about people that have really upset me and really used and t- tussled with like who I am, my sense of myself. But apart from that, everything's pretty equal. <laughs> and um, I think it's quite a, an interesting and fertile um, place to write from is the idea that you might not be right. For example, when you think of like empowerment, you know, girl power albums, for example, it's always like, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, my ex sucks, I'm great. Or you get songs where it's just like, I messed up, and it's nothing but the two kind of binaries, if you will. Whereas what you've done with an album that even though you say like, you try and be really simple and straightforward, you showed it's like, there can be problems on both sides, and that doesn't make me any less worthy. I had to get to that point, or I would have never, I'd have just had to quit, like, Loads of the problems in slow, you know, it's fifty percent my problem. Like I, I can't. As much as I'd love to blame absolutely everybody else for the rest of my life, I can't. And and then it, yeah, like I said, it, it feels like a sort of exciting, fertile place to write songs from. If I look inwards, and 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 those sort of lyrics about about my about my faults and the other things I can see people really respond to because we've just been trained to be so defensive and so uh like self-love doesn't mean thinking you're right I'm, I'm realizing now but also I'm realizing this as we speak so if I'm going to get to any sort of enlightenment which is what I want to find there's no way I could re- write as if I was an angel because I'm fucking not <laughs> you really show that full-on acceptance on the last song the album on the edge of another one because it's very much being like yeah I need to be independent and yeah I've made some like the right decisions but also like I am not perfect and I am you know going to therapy it's just such a like beautiful like here's where I'm at now and that is totally okay in all of its good and bad I'm really proud of that so I whilst I was making the album I, I was I was with somebody who was like still like I mean we're not together now but such a beautiful person and very accepting and very um one of the only people I've ever had a relationship with which didn't try and push me in one direction or the other and just accepted exactly who I was and I wrote that song on um I I made the record um by the sea and so I was on the beach and it was the summer I was waiting for that person to come and meet me after like a day in the studio and I just like this person is so accepting and I could really go down this road now again. I could do all this again. But I know that I'm not ready to I'm not I'm not solved enough to be able to put somebody who I really respect and ultimately love through that. It's really sad. <laughs> I haven't had to think about it or talk about it until now. Right now. Deep acceptance of that's where I was at. And it's like such a moment in time which which makes me excited about music when I can recall exactly where I was and what was happening in that moment but yeah Yeah. I think it's really good it's really fucking good for you to go to genuinely um accept you even if you don't share it accept with yourself exactly what you're thinking don't bullshit yourself for like 10 minutes and it feels Mm -hmm. amazing (laughs) I guess on that note now that it's been a year 
where do you feel that you're at now? Like, do you feel like more things have changed and you've grown more? Um, I think releasing the record, because you sort of finish the album about six months before it comes out. So that was like summer, what I just described was summer 2018, 2018. And then the record came out in March last year. All I felt last year was re- this, because promoting record, touring, like photos, even stuff like that, interviews, doing all of that on my own for the first time, I felt really just, uh, it was really fun and really like, I was really elated because I didn't have to worry about upsetting anybody else. Like, so I got a real buzz for the first sort of six months of it where I was loving playing live. I loved everything to do with it. I, lo- I love um, videos and all the bullshit that like people in Slow Club didn't like. And um, I really, really enjoyed it. And then there was a huge slump at the end of the year where I thought, well, what now? And 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 having nobody to, to, to go to debrief with was, was difficult. So it's like, it's been a roller coaster. Last year was a real roller coaster where I was like, brilliant, amazing, this is so fun. And then also like, oh fuck, I'm I am on my own, and I, I my perspective might be really off, and working hard and then stopping suddenly is kind of bad for you if you're a sort of depressed person, <laughs> and uh, it's all been a lot. And obviously the the way the world is now, it's been strange because it about now is when I was going to start making the next one, and that's all been stopped. So just being super static is uh something that I've never I have never been since I was like 18 so I don't know how to answer that question because I feel quite but um but I feel like I've I've sort of set up my stall like my 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 stall is exists now like what I want self-esteem to be exists people have seen it live people heard the record you've seen me talk about it so what what next like what am I going to do next? And I feel quite excited to to do that. But then also really scared. And it's strange doing it alone, but it is very freeing. So. All right. The last thing that I am going to ask is very unrelated, but I noticed something would recur a lot in in the artwork and the visuals of this album, and that's the cell phone. Was that like a thing? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it just kept being because I wanted to... So these 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 paintings of Venus was like I was obsessed with the idea that I was Venus and I was finally like liberated and I was able to be my true self and I tenuously like linked that to <laughs> to the idea of the goddess Venus um, but she was always holding like a, a conch shell or a, you know something beautiful and I thought every single time she's pictured with something in her hand it's going to be for me it's a phone. Because uh, I'm addicted to my phone. Everything about it, like loads of my art is based, like everything I paint is based off nudes or nudes I send or nudes that I receive. Or, like Everything's like, um, a lot of my lyrics are texts or things I've written in my phone. And I don't know. I, I It's not as a profound statement as maybe it seems. Like I'm not somebody who thinks like, we've been ruined by our cell phones. But I do find it fascinating that it, there is this just tool that's like, consistently I mean that is the strongest most detailed relationship in my life (laughs) and also it's just quite funny (laughs) 
Self-Esteem's 2019 album, Compliments Please, is out anywhere that you normally get your music, and her upcoming EP, Cuddles Please, will also be released on May 1st. This podcast is hosted, produced, and mixed by myself, Sophia Lopercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Wilford. <laughs>